This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another great show on tap for you. Before we welcome our guests, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents. With us today, we're going to be uh, talking to Jason Francois, uh, Director of Referee Services, Nebraska Youth Soccer League. Jason, welcome to the program. Glad to be here. Thank you. Now, today we're going to be focusing on our referees and also bring in a little bit to uh, our parents and spectators as well as our, our coaches. Uh, Jason obviously has been around the game for a long time, and we're, we're starting to see sort of um, an area where we're losing a lot of our referees. We're getting a lot of attrition from year to year. Um, we're having some of our veteran referees who are kind of wanting to retire from the game, uh, but they feel they need to stay around because we're not getting that base of young referees. So we kind of want to talk a little bit about that and what spectators can do and what coaches can do and what the parents of young referees can do to help keep these kids in the game for a lot longer. So Jason, why don't we jump right in? Talk to us a little bit about the process of a referee getting better through actually working matches. So I think a mentoring program is a vital part of getting them started. Um, basically, U.S. soccer just changed the whole dynamic of everything um, with the coach. Now they have trainers. Um, so I think if they get out of the field and are mentored by a trainer, that's the first step. And I think just gain experience doing games. Um, I think that's crucial. Uh, players practice two, three times a week. Well, referees, their practice is a game. So I think that's, that's how they improve is by going out and doing games. From what I've experienced with the youth referees, especially is it's just confidence. And it's hard to get that confidence. Once, once they get out there and they get a couple of games under their belt and they have positive, just things that happen positive on the field, either with coaches, parents, players, game goes well, we get them back out there. And some, some just, once they do one or two games, they take off. And they just want to do more games. So I think that's the just if they can get a trainer, mentor, um, you know, U.S. soccer now has the training. Once they become certified, they have to go through a training. And it's just trainers with referees. It's not live games. So I think it's just positive experience. Positive environment is like crucial for the youth referees. I That's my opinion. I think it's you look at the facts and the turnover every year. I think the numbers are the facts itself. You bring up such a great point because the players are out there and for them to learn, they have to play the game. I think the same is true for referees. I get a lot of misconceptions from parents who say, well, can't they just watch uh, game footage and learn how to make calls from that as opposed to being out on the field? But that's like telling a player, just watch Ronaldo play and you'll play like Ronaldo. Talk to us yeah. about that. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, video does help. I mean, it, it does help a referee get better, I will say, because they see stuff. Um, if a vid, I, I can tell you when I go out and do watch referees, I, I use my phone for video and show them. They don't see themselves on video a lot. It does help them for the next time they're out. Oh, I need to work on this, but it's just going out and doing games. It's, it's different. It's, they can't just go out and two days a week practice on with games. It's, that's how they get better. And, and you do see an improvement as they start to do more games. You see those little just bits of improvement each time. 
And I think it's if they worked with experienced referees, that's not something I added. We try, I mean, we try to put them with experienced referees that'll help them and guide them. I think that's crucial also. And it's just, they just need a positive experience. That's half of it. I know I can tell you the referees that we've lost the last couple of years. I mean, after COVID, let's take COVID out. It's not a positive experience. The environment is not, not good. I can tell you here, we have a discipline policy that's been put in place. I think we're on two, year two or three and their suspensions, there's everything fines. That's helped out a lot. I think if states would get with the clubs and just get on those parents and coaches, because we're going to lose, I mean, we're losing referees all the time. I mean, weekly. So I think, you know, video, video helps. They can watch other referees. We tell referees, watch, watch the referee when you're watching games. It helps, but it's not the same as going out there and doing it. It's, I mean, yeah. some different players, they watch videos all, but they have to be able to transfer that onto the field as such a referee. Players and ref, just one last item before I get to on my soapbox too much. <laughs> there, there's no difference between a player and a referee. It's basically the same. They're both athletes. They both go through the same stuff. It's, I mean, just as players, referees want a positive experience also. Now, if I'm a coach on the sidelines and I may have a young referee that is centering or is an assistant referee, uh, for my match, what are some things that as a coach I can do to help our referees develop? Well, that's uh, easier said than done. I I, I think um, I was at a convention last year, and this was something that was brought up, which I 100% I think it would be great for every coach to do this. Talk to your parents before the game. Tell them we're going to have positive experience. Everything's positive. Referee's going to make mistakes. Players make mistakes. You, you watch pro, I mean – Every level they make mistakes. I mean, I refereed, I mean, kind of somewhat of a high level. We make mistakes all the time. I think it's just be positive. They're, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to, and the, and the coaches have to accept that, especially at the younger ages. I will say the 11s and 12s, 13s and 14s is probably one of the hardest to deal with coaches and parents because they're newer. It's, it's almost every game's World Cup for some reason. I, I would just say positive. Just the coach be positive, control, control sidelines, controls players. I think that's the key. It's just positive reinforcement for everybody. It's the same as a coach with a the player. They're not going to yell at a player. because um, if they do, I can one of two things, the parents probably gonna be over there or there's gonna be a conversation. So I would just say just stay positive. It's you know, not everybody's perfect, as I, I tell the referees. Absolutely. I see mistakes at the premier league level. Yeah. And it's like, if, if they don't have a shot, then how can uh, a youth referee have a shot, you know, of being perfect. So um, you mentioned obviously having a meeting with parents, spectators. Um, what are some other things that the parents can do uh, to help those referees develop? It's a tough one. It's hard for parents. They're so concerned about their child, which I understand hundred percent. I mean, a lot of them are paying a lot of money and they, they're, they're concerned about their, their child, which they should. Um, I would just say stay positive on the sidelines. I mean, there's no reason to go and yell and at a referee that's under 17, 18 years old. Um, I tell parents all the time that when we have some issues on games I'm watching is, how would you feel if I went up, like we had another adult yell at one of your kids? I mean, how would you like the other team's parents to yell? Sometimes it works. Sometimes it makes them think doesn't always work. It's just, I, I would just say positive. Uh, 
I tell parents, just be positive with your own child. Don't worry about the other people involved in the game. And we do, and we do watch referees. We do. I mean, they, these parents think that we don't, I'm not saying a lot of them, I say about 30, 40% think we don't do any, like we don't help them. We, we, we try our best. It's just trying to keep them staying as referees. That's, that's, that's the, that's the biggest issue I would say is coaches and parents and keeping referees in the game. It's not that they can't get games. There's, there's almost too many games in that aspect. Yeah. There's opportunities for them to develop and get those matches and get those repetitions. And um, yeah, there's just plenty of opportunities. It's just keeping, like you said, keeping these kids in the game. Um, what, what advice, one of the biggest or toughest things that I've had to encounter as a soccer parent, I have a daughter who's now college age and she's a soccer referee and has been for six, seven years. Um, parents of a young referee, what advice would you have for them to help encourage them to, to their, their kids to stay in the game as a referee? I, I, would, I would say, I tell parents this all the time, and especially for the newer referees, they're between 13 and 16. They find an age that they're comfortable that they're going to have success refereeing. Just you're 14, you know, the pay's better as you move up, but it, it's not always grass and always greener because you're doing the older ages, making more money. Just find that comfort level of that age. I tell parents at first, go a year older than what they are. If you're comfortable, you're having it's positive, you're having a fun i tell referees all the time the main thing is to have fun if you're not having fun then we need to like figure out why what's happening not to cause that so i would say you start have success starting younger build build the tools that make they'll make you that as you move up the older ages those those will help you and that's all confidence thing i would say just start don't just jump in because you're 15 you 17 games because those are very difficult Shoot, even for, for me at my age, those are tough games. <laughs> yeah, those. It, I, I say it's one of the worst ages. The, the one thing I see with referees, and I try to tell them this, is some of them think it's a sprint to get to the finish line. It's so Being a soccer referee, is it's a marathon. It's a long process. There's time, and you, you have to develop all the just the basics to start with. As we kind of wrap things up here on the podcast, uh, Jason, um, we don't, I don't think we talk about this enough. I don't think that we put this out there for people to really, really understand this and, and what our behaviors are going to end up doing in the future. But what's going to happen to the game if we don't build our referee base with these young referees? Yeah, I can have referees on games. Uh, it's just plain and simple. There's so many games, so many new leagues starting up. There's not enough referees to keep up with the number of leagues and games going on. They're just not going to have referees on games. I know there's certain areas in the United States, they're struggling to put referees on any games. Some, I talked to somebody the other day, it's a regional league and they had one referee on U17, 19 games and these teams are traveling. So that's, that's one of the biggest things. There won't be games. There'll be games with no referees and the clubs don't. Some understand it, some don't. I will say in our state, in the last year, the clubs have bought into it. They've, we have, they're helping recruit referees there. We've had four or five recruiting nights with clubs and we have more down the road. And that helps, that does help because it, it's like, 
they're helping solve the problem. They're, I mean, they're the solution to it. So it does help. They're seeing it out there too. And I think that's the clubs have to buy into it. They have to help recruit referees. They have to help retain referees in that aspect. So I think that's the whole thing is the clubs have to work with the referees. I, you know, 20 years ago when we started refereeing, when I did, or even longer, players and coaches and referees didn't get along. I mean, it was confrontation. I think now everybody, I tell the clubs here is we're all in it for the same thing. It's for the kids, positive experience for everybody. So that kind of helps. I think the clubs are starting to get it. I'm not saying in all areas. I, I think in our area, most of our clubs are getting it, that they have to help recruit referees and retain the referees. Um, so I, I, there just won't be games. Parents are going to go out there and they're there and have to force to be a referee. Then maybe they'll get registered as a referee. And it's, it's a sad situation. I think in general, it's almost every sport. Soccer's just, I think soccer's a headline because it's a growing sport in the United States. Yep. There's a lot, probably a lot more games than you would see in most other sports too. As Correct. Well. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jason Francois, uh, Director of Referee Services, Nebraska Youth Soccer League. Thank you so much for coming on the program and talking to us today about our youth referees. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the show. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network or find us on our social media platforms at WV Soccer. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.